So up next on the You Ain't Nothing Yet podcast, we've been trying to get chatting to this lady for a very long time. She's a DJ, rapper, producer, hip-hop and drill artist, and has performed all across Ireland from AP to the Three Arena. She has been played on radio channels all across this great land and has appeared on the BBC Three's Rap Trip and more recently, RTE's The Talk. She is an all-around good person, being a vegan and an activist, speaking about racism in Ireland and the treatment of women within her industry. We are delighted to have on the show, Salavita May. May, how are you? Lou. Oh my gosh, that was the best introduction anyone has <laughs> ever given me. I was even excited. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh my God, I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? We're, we're good, but we're very warm. We're very warm. You know, we're, we're, we're not going to complain about the good weather. Um, but, you know, when you have when I have ginger skin like me, I burn into a crisp very quickly. OK, yeah. I don't burn enough, unfortunately. <laughs> but look, what we're going to do is we're just going to jump straight in. Let's, would you like to tell like everybody who's listening who you are? Uh, where you're from and what do you do with yourself? I'm still a Vida Mai. I'm originally from Galway, but I moved to Dublin a couple of months ago. I'm a rapper, musician, all the good bits you said at the start. You said it way better than me, but I'm just living my life doing music. That's what I do. <laughs> great to see and great to hear. And uh, what about the name, Salavita Mai? Where, what does it mean? So, where does it come from? This is a funny story because um, actually my name was Mai originally, but um, I remember a couple of years ago I typed into Google because I was like, oh my gosh, let me see what will pop up if I type in Mai. Yeah. But some Korean lady had that name. So I was like, oh my God, like I'm going to share a name with a Korean lady. So I need to think of something very fast. <laughs> so one day I went, I think me and my friends went, I don't know where we went. We went out to dinner or something. And one of the girls had pak chow, right? I don't know if you know what pak chow is, the, the veg. Hmm. So um, she really liked it. So a couple of weeks later, she was like, why don't you call yourself book chow? But we thought it was called book chow, but it's actually pak chow. So I just took the name book chow for like a couple of years after that. And I was like, why did I do that? I don't know why. But for some reason, we were like, it would just be cool. It's different. So I was like, after that, I was like, you know what? I need to find another name because that name is just weird. So um, I had a handle on Twitter. Twitter ages ago so my original Twitter was Silla Vida Mai and Silla Vida Mai means the life of Mai so I was like okay I'll just stick with that because it's my life and I'm like letting everyone into it so that's kind of where it came from I mean yeah. that like it's quite a tale that is quite a tale would you like to just tell us like where like your musical journey started were you singing were you singing in the womb um, or, or or where did it you know your influence or sorry your, your love of music and your musical career start Honestly, I probably was singing the in the room. That's my, what my mom's always like. Yeah, I just knew it. I just knew from the get go. You were always <laughs> making noise. No, I'm just joking. So basically, I, me, and my sister used to watch like a lot of like, I don't know what those channels were called again. Oh my god, there used to be a lot of music channels anyway, and we used to do this thing where like every time music was playing, we'd record it on the tape recorder. Yeah. So one day. I think it was Missy Elliott. I don't know if it was Ladies Night. I'm still trying to remember. My sister can't remember either, but it was either Ladies Night or something or her and Buster Rhymes. I can't remember, but I remember seeing her. And I was thinking, oh my gosh, like, well, around, actually around the time there was Beyonce and all of them as well. But I remember seeing her thinking, first of all, like she looks like me, you know, I was a really chubby child as well. And like, she just had my body like figure and everything like that. And it made me feel very confident. 
So I was like, okay, I can't be like Beyonce in them because that's just like my vocal range is not there. So I need to find something immediately. So when I saw her, I was like, okay, like I might want to do this when I grow up or something. But I kind of put it in the back of my mind. And then um, I started writing poetry when I was in secondary school. And then um, once I graduated secondary school, I went into an access course before I went to college. And then I met a few people just like busking in town just around or whatever and they were just like maybe like three guys or something um his one was Alexa Ducci G Tribe and Trav Nines so they were part of a group called Michael Blaze and one day I just seen them rapping I was like you know what I think I can do that too and for some reason I was just really good at freestyling I could just come up with things in my head just like that not that great anymore because like you know (laughs) My brain is different now. (laughs) I can write. (laughs) I don't know what it is about young people brain, but it was really good back then. So one day they just put on a beat and I just started freestyling with them. And that's how I like formed into their group. And then I just started music from then. You sort of you, you were chatting there as well about like sort of Missy Elliott and all, but who was your influences like growing up? Um surprisingly, I had a lot because my parents were like huge music lover so it was a variety of music mm. but I would say like Missy Elliott mainly then random stuff like I actually listened to a lot of house music as well back then like Scooter and stuff like we used to listen to that a lot and then like the Mara Carey's Celine Dion Destiny Child like a lot of random mixes but then as I got a bit older um, like in my early teens I would have listened to like Paramore, Fallout Boy. Ugh, who else? They were like my main. I don't know. Like I have very broad music <laughs> sound. Then I really got into like old school hip hop as well. And then like obviously the two packs, the biggies. And then I would listen to a lot of beats as well because I was like, you know what? I like listening to rap music, but not too much because I didn't want it to over influence my sound. So I just started listening to beats like old school, like hip hop beats. So like my main person would have been Jay Dilla. He's dead now, but he was like a big producer as well. So I used to listen to a lot of his beats and then randomly start listening to Chance the Rapper again. And then just it goes like in and out. Like I have like it just depends on my mood. I think that's what I kind of listen to. And then like obviously people like Rihanna as well. So it's like just a melting pot of loads of really talented people, and you're like, I'm I'm gonna yeah. Gra- yeah. <laughs> take all the best. Yeah, that's what it's like. And I'm I'm hoping that as the year goes on, you guys will get to see my influences come across in my music. And before we get stuck into like, you know, uh, the actual music itself, I want to ask you, you're a vegan as well uh, and fair play to you. Yes. Uh, because, I mean, <laughs> you. you're, you're a far better person than I am. I, I, I do meet free days, but I mean, I, I couldn't do it for, you, you know. Struggle. I do. I would struggle. <laughs> yeah. To know. Uh, how, how did that come about, if you don't mind me asking? Um, do you know, one day um, I was on YouTube and I watched this guy called Dr. Sabi. I don't know if you guys know who that is. He, he's dead now as well, unfortunately, a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. But um, I watched him on YouTube and he, I don't know, the way he was just talking about vegan as, veganism and health was just very like captivating. And I really liked that. But I was like, OK, I might turn vegan. But it wasn't like so, I wasn't so adamant about it. But then I watched. Let me get to this. I watched this documentary called Earthlings. Guys, right? do not. And I repeat, do not watch this documentary because that actually scared me for life. I cannot watch this documentary because I just I didn't realize how 
animals actually like could cry or like get upset when they're being killed like obviously i'd probably cry if i got killed as well but yeah. <laughs> i mean do you know you, you just never think animals like are that like i don't know like emotional do you know what i mean and when i seen it when i seen it, i was like oh my gosh like i do not want to be contributing to anyone feeling that way because i'm naturally an empath towards people anyways so when i seen that and i was like oh my gosh like animals like really have emotions like humans i was like no way so just after that day i threw everything i bought like cookies meat everything i just threw away and i never ate meat ever again i know sorry it's very dramatic and i was like that's kind of dramatic don't you think yeah well if you saw them cry you would you would too like it was just a lot for me but to be fair i am um lactose intolerant as well so like it was kind of easy for me anyways but it that just solidified it for me I don't really know how to say that. I mean, but... we, we can't say that. We can't say that. You're killing me right now. You're like, oh my God. I mean, I agree entirely with everything you're yeah, saying, yeah. but every, the next set of questions is completely unrelated. <laughs> I'm not even going to try and make it. Gonna... Basically, I just want to say, if you can just have a couple of days where you're just not eating meat, mm. it would be great to do like even great for the environment because from what i know is anyways like meat production does take up a lot of water use i think so like just for the environment as well would be good to do from time to time but i'm not gonna lie a supermax burger used to slap really hard you know on a night out after you're drunk it did used to slap but when i think about like what happens behind it i'm like okay so that's just me. <laughs> yeah. Just right, just right. To chat a bit about your music as well. Um, mm-hmm. Way back in 2013, you supported uh, Lil Wayne, Three Arena. You've support, you supported other acts across the years, Mac Miller, mm-hmm. Jackie Strider. How were those experiences, obviously, for yourself? And um, given the sort of like, there is sort of a bubbling sort of like hip hop rap scene across Ireland at the minute. Do you think it's important mm-hmm. for those bigger acts to sort of pay that forward, the local talent in that sort of way? Um, that's what that's very important one but two what's really important is the radio or like what would i call them promotion companies who bring the big acts to make that happen do you know what i mean like i think just the music industry in ireland is kind of backwards a little bit i'm not gonna lie it's getting there but it is still quite backwards because when you go to even like somewhere like germany hip-hop okay i'm sorry this is so random but like even in germany they have like big hip hop acts that are played on the radio continuously, like the likes of their like Cardi B's and stuff like that. And they're huge. They have like millions of views, like they're known and stuff like that. I think Ireland just needs to make more of an effort to put um, Irish artists to the forefront and give them a platform to shine. Do you know what I mean? And honestly, from when I started to now, it is getting better, but they could do more. Hip hop is still not something that is what would I say mainstream in Ireland so far so it's really up to the people who run music in Ireland to make that happen mm-hmm. I mean definitely it's a thing where uh, there's been a thing that's been happening down south of like even mm-hmm. putting like uh, like you know female artists you know the the, the percentage of, of like female artists to male artists but it's funny when you say about like even putting rap music in like mainstream radio stations in the south because 
you know, mm-hmm. each station or each of the big stations, RT, for example, or today FM, have like special shows for like rap music specifically, um, but yeah. don't actually have it. And like I listen to radio all the time. I want to work in radio and such things. So I'm listening to radio constantly and listening to different channels. And you do notice there, there isn't there isn't that much rap music. It's just not mm-hmm. there. But do you it, know do you know what I noticed the last day, which is like so random as well? But basically I have a song that is a very, very clean song, like no cussing, no nothing, subject matter, amazing. It's a rap, well, rap singing song. Yeah. And I kid you not, like, I, I know a lot of people that follow me would send me snaps and stuff. And they're like, oh my God, your song is playing, but it's playing at nighttime. Do you know what I mean? So like, it's kind of like, then I'm like, okay, who's playing it? You know, kind of go check them out or whatever. And they, they do play Irish artists, don't get me wrong. But I wonder like what the concept of playing them at nighttime when most people aren't listening to radio at nighttime. It just doesn't add up. It's like there should be something in place where like obviously artists can make their music clean where they could play it during the morning and have it consistently rotating. Do you know what I mean? But um, it's just it's weird. <laughs> the, the system is very weird. <laughs> I don't know. I completely, I completely understand. Yeah. Like I said, because I listen to radio so much, I can I can see that. glare. It's so glaringly obvious. It's so yeah. weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, I suppose to chat about some of your tracks and to bring it more up to date. You were quite busy last year. You, uh, one of, you mm-hmm. collaborated with Alicia Ray on Love Wins. How did that track come about? How was that process? And what is the song about? Um, me and Alicia Ray actually have another song as well. Before that, it's called Feelings. I don't know if you've seen that on her yeah. um, Spotify. Alicia's a very good friend of mine. She's an amazing person. Same as me, stands for women, wants women to do amazing. So it was just kind of like, it was actually pride month was coming up so we're like i think we were talking before that and we're like hey like you know you you gay a little bit i'm gay like you know let's like you know make something happen and like you know create something where on top of that being queer and black as well like you know it's not a common thing in ireland so we were like okay let's do something where you know we can kind of speak our truth into the world and also have people jam to good music you know so that's kind of what happened so um that's kind of how the collaboration came about she's an amazing person like i wish her nothing but like the biggest success in the world because she really is such a versatile artist as well it's funny actually you should say about like uh being like queer and black in ireland i remember reading this article i can't remember it was eight, it was when i it was like last year when i was living in dublin and it was about mm-hmm. this guy and he was saying that you know, he came over, he was living in Ireland and he would, and the likes of like on dating apps or even on such things where then they, you know, they would ask him and they'd be like, oh no, well, okay, I don't want you now. That's, that's fucked up. Ireland, like Irish people of course across the world have been persecuted, but there is, racism is still alive and well in Ireland. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? It, it's yeah. still fucking here, do you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. It, 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 it is a big thing. And I'm so happy that the Black Lives Matter protest happened last year because a lot of people started to wake up because it was one of those things where people were like, oh, sure, though. But like you even seen stuff like um, the death of George and Kenshaw. I don't know if you guys were following that as well. Like, you know, he was a mentally yeah. unwell black guy who got shot. And it's not, it's just scary because it's kind of like, you know, people don't really get shot like that in Ireland. And then on top of that, after this Black Lives Matter thing happened and you guys are doing things like that, Black people are scared now, you know? It kind of makes us feel like, oh my gosh, like, is this going to become like a racial attack or something like that, you know? So like, I don't know how much more we can talk about it, but I'm hoping like people wake up and like, you know, make a change. 
Yeah, mm. without a doubt. And funny, and actually, just now you say that before we ask more about your tracks, you were heavily involved in, um, you know, organizing the protests right now in Galway in your native in your native. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about you know like you have a you have a platform and you know you have people that follow you and listen to you? Do you feel that's really important for like all artists or everybody who's platforms? Because like me and Sean have a platform, but at the same time, mm-hmm. you know, you know we're, we're a, pl- a platform, whatever, whatever, whatever. Listen, guys, you know what I mean. But you know, I always wonder sometimes, you know, like. Do, do we do enough? Do you know what I mean? And like, mm. so my question to you is, or do you think that like artists should be pushing, you know, like these social issues, Can't you know? Uh, what I can say, like, you know, before I got heavily involved in it, I would have been like, yes. But after experiencing it myself, I've realized that not everyone is a talker. Not everyone can be a leader. Yeah. Not everyone can do those things. And to be quite frank, it's so draining. And like, I do it because I can and I feel like it's very important, but we shouldn't crucify people that can't do it because mm-hmm. some people are just not mentally ready for what comes with it. And I'm not going to lie to you. I wasn't mentally ready for what came with it, but I had to adjust. Do you know what I mean? And thankfully, I don't let a lot of things that people say get to me. I've built like tough skin over the years, but I know for a fact when it comes to racism and online bullying, things like that, it's a lot. I'm not going to lie. I've Like during the Black Lives Matter protest, I've gotten a lot of death threats. And I was like, you know what? Um, I remember my mom was like to me, you know, I think you should call it off and whatever. And I'm very intuitive and I go with my intuition. And when I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it regardless of what happens or not. Like the main concern I had was like, as long as nothing happens to my family, I don't care. Like I, I, I would literally die for what I believe for in. That's just me personally. Yeah, it's draining. I'm not going to lie. If you can, of course, push it. Like, I would always say, like, if you have the voice to do something or you have the space to make a change, do. You know, like, not everyone's going to be able to do it, but whatever you can do, do, do. You know, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, with, mm-hmm. without a doubt. <laughs> without a doubt. Um, yeah. Sorry, so go ahead. Well, I was just going to ask, does that, uh, that passion for that sort of activism, does that come into your music at all, do you think? or is that something you know i used to be afraid to do it because like i don't get me wrong i've had songs about it and i would talk about like you know my struggles when it came to like you know being black or like you know being a dark-skinned woman and all this stuff but it's not something i would push out because what happens with that is you know it it just depends how you go about it because some people would be like well you know you keep talking about your struggles there's nothing you can do about it so let it go or I felt like before I didn't have a safe space to do that because it just wasn't safe to talk about these things because no one was really backing you. You know, it's kind of like when you have a community of people that believe the same thing as you and you feel safe and supported, then it's easier for you to like relay those messages. But when you don't feel safe, more than likely you kind of somewhat conform and just talk about safer things. Do you know what I mean? Going forward, you will hear that from me. Like, I, I'm no longer, like, you know, holding back what I feel or think inside. Like, you know, normally my my music is very sensual and sexually driven and things like that. And that's one side of me. But there's so many sides of me. And I'm hoping that, like, as I'm maturing and as I'm developing my sound or my new sound or the real me, you guys get to hear that a bit more. Fair play. Mm-hmm. I suppose just to bring it back in into your, your music, you collaborated on a tune, Questions, uh, as well. Yes. How did that come about? Great tune, by the way. Oh my gosh, yeah. This, this <laughs> one I actually love because 
first of all, I just want to say, Alan and Nilo, I love these men so much. They're so incredible. Like, not just as artists, but as people. They are so amazing. But um, basically, what happened was I had the first verse done. Mm-hmm. Like, and I think I had it done for like a month. And I was like, you know what? Maybe I should just drop it as like an interlude or intro. But then I came across Nilo. Me and Nilo were kind of like, you know, just here there replying to stories and i sent it to him and i go bro like i was listening to a song today and i think you like fit perfect on it no actually i contacted alan first and i was like oh my gosh do you think you could do like background vocals and things like that you know and add a bit of harmony whatever and he was like yeah send it to him like a couple of minutes later like 30 minutes later he sent it back to me and i was like oh my god it sounds amazing now so i was like yeah i'll drop it as an interlude then i was listening to it text Nilo and I was like bro like I think you would sound so sick on it I just don't know how or when or if if it could even happen but it would be amazing send it to him 30 minutes later had a verse done boom and then the song was just done and I was like oh my gosh it's so funny what can happen when you listen back to your music you can kind of just imagine like different ideas and it just just came about it came about perfectly I wouldn't have had it any other way like they made the song so complete and whole and yeah it was probably my most favorite feature like it was just so wholesome and they're amazing people as well so yeah it's great that it just sort of comes it just came together do you know what I mean it just yeah it just came together (laughs) it just came together it's so good Uh, another re- one of your recent releases, uh, Known Better. Can you chat about that one? I'm a big fan of that one. Oh, you like it? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> More to come. <laughs> but um, Known Better, um, let me see. Do you know what? It was after Black Lives Matter, I think, that came about. I don't know how and why, but someone sent me a beat, I think, randomly they were like oh my gosh like you would sound so sick on this and I was like really I was like I don't know like I don't really like drill or whatever and then I was talking to actually a guy called Hyphen I don't know if you guys know him he's from up north no the name sounds familiar I can't put a face to a name at the moment the name does sound familiar Uh, uh, yeah I'll, I'll link you guys later so I was talking to him and he does a lot of drill and stuff and I was like bro like I don't know if I could sound good on drill because he said this to me as well. And I was like, are you sure? Like, I was like, ew, like, so I was like, okay, cool, whatever. I'll put my own little spin onto it. And that's kind of how it came about. It was just from an encouragement from two other people telling me, I think you should like try a drill or whatever. Because um, I know back in the days, like the video's probably gone, but I think it was like around 2016, me and this girl called KK, she lives in the UK now. I remember we did, we were probably, no one knows this, but this is the truth of the matter of fact. Here okay, okay we're we were the first people who tried drilling Ireland. <laughs> I don't care what anyone says. <laughs> I don't have the proof anymore. <laughs> but it's so, out there. Um, There's no work. We, we, we did a song called Decline and it was like drill based. But again, like at that time, we didn't understand what drill was or anything. So it just sounded like, American like I don't know gangster music I don't know like I, I don't know how to explain it but we did it first I promise you we did <laughs> <laughs> so we we tried that but yeah just going uh, back to none better it just honestly it just came about just from the fact that two guys just told me that I would sound so sick on drill and I should try it well you know what hopefully more to come because fucking brilliant mm-hmm. <laughs> thank you <laughs> <laughs> and what 
what about the video was that was that similarly like just sort of happened or did were the other guys involved with that or because the video also that just is such a cool vibe to it. um so he is actually the videographer is actually a guy that was in the group that i was in when i started rapping so um yeah so randomly he he picked up um videography maybe like a year or two after rapping because everyone kind of just goes like after two years everyone was like you know what we're gonna most of the guys were older than me so like we're just gonna get get married go to college and all this stuff bye so everyone kind of <laughs> disappeared but he was one of the younger guys so he went off to college as well and um two three years after that he started videography so he was like um, I think he I, I haven't talked to him in years but then I was scrolling to Instagram and I seen he did a video and I was like hey bro like it's quarantine we're not doing anything can we just shoot today and he was like yeah cool whatever and then he made me the video How it is. just just like that like, yeah, yeah. Just, like just like that, that. <laughs> honestly everything in my life as much as people think it looks planned it really isn't it just <laughs> happens by chance <laughs> I'm just very lucky I think <laughs> Go ahead. Go, so go, go. I was just gonna say it just all falls into place then. Just it really does. Like everything is just divine timing for me. Honestly, everything just always falls in place. It's just funny when people ask you questions and you look back at it, you're kind of like, Whoa, like that just fell into place. Like I barely tried. So I mean, I just wonder if I do try, what would happen? You know? <laughs> <laughs> you talked about being very intuitive. Clearly, it is paying off and and all these Honestly, uh, yes, I, I, I think everyone should just need everyone needs, you know, before like people used to be like, you know, I'm just like balancing my chakras and stuff like that. That used to <laughs> annoy the shit out of me. I'd be like, guys, like, what the hell are you talking about? But I started like meditating and just like, you know, being more in tune with myself and just like, you know, centering myself. And I'm not going to lie that that waffle they were talking about, <laughs> they didn't lie about it. It's right. <laughs> it's the thing. So I guess my chakras are aligned now, or whatever. So that intuitive, intuitive, intuitiveness just comes naturally. Honestly, it really does. Fair play. <laughs> I mean, so uh, look, we've we've we're all we're chatting now over Zoom. Uh, oh, we'd we'd mm-hmm. have loved to have you in the studio, or else come down and, and chat to you uh, somewhere mm-hmm. in Dublin. But unfortunately, COVID has prevented that. So my question is this. How has your head been, you know, during COVID? Because as I say this to everybody who've been chatting to, you know, you need to be some type of superhuman for it not to have affected you at all. Was it a creative time for you? Was it a time to sort of pause and reflect? Or what was the crack like? Um, honestly, the first couple of months of um, quarantine, looking back at it now, I was really depressed okay. because um, I, w- I mostly, I was working, but then um, I stopped working because my company got closed or whatever. So I wasn't working for a bit. And then all my friends were, all of my friends, everyone that I worked with music wise was in Dublin or went back to London. So I had like nobody around me except my family, which is great. But like at some point when you're with your family too much, your head starts hurting and you need like other interaction because I was like, oh my God, I didn't know you guys were so annoying. But I was like, you know, because... You know, when you're at work and everyone's just at work and then everyone's at home, it just, it's just too much. And like, there's just too many people in the house. Yeah. So the first couple of months, I'm not going to lie to you. I was very depressed because I just didn't have human interaction. And I'm normally someone who's such a social butterfly like creature. I don't know. I'm just always around people. And as well, when it comes to music and, you know, you're constantly creating music with people or like, you know, out and about at events and stuff. Like I was getting into so many things like, 
including like hosting and just other things to do with like you know creative and media and stuff like that so um the first couple of months very very sad to be fair the first lockdown i was really fit though i was like i was hench i was like, oh, I was like 26 kg like i was like i was super hench but creatively i was i made a lot of songs actually i think i wrote like 200 songs first lockdown right what? yeah i kid you not i had so much going on in my head that like you know see the problem with me was like i think i was so busy before lockdown that I never had time to think so I finally had time to think about so much stuff including like things that probably happened to me years ago so I was able to write so so much um unfortunately I'm like I said this is why I need someone who knows technical stuff because I deleted about 60 of them by pure accident oh no yeah but it's, it's okay though because like i said everything will fall into place <laughs> i have about five songs that i absolutely think are bangers no cap so out of all of that it worked out <laughs> but um yeah for first lockdown super depressed wrote loads of music second lockdown super happy got to meet all my friends went out wasn't as creative but like was more like i was more what would I have said? said. I, I centered myself more, like I said, align my chakras. <laughs> and I, I feel like I'm starting to step more into who I really am supposed to be or who I want to be as a woman and as a person. So like, to be honest, the quarantine for me personally was a time of growth in general, you know, and it really, really was so beneficial. And I, I hope it was the same for everyone else where even if you didn't, grow financially or creatively you did grow you know on a personal level you know on a mental level or physical spiritual level so yeah that's that was my experience really off the back of that sort of chat around lockdowns and quarantines what about live gigs um what was your last Mm -hmm. gig and are you missing them um a live gig with people right yeah yeah like you performing for Uh, remember this (laughs) what I had a gig in London. I had a gig in London in March. Um, yeah, that was my last. No, I'm lying. Mm, it feels like that was my last gig. It was either that or I had a gig in the well. All I know is quarantine messed me up for that because I had yeah. a lot of things like festivals and things like booked and like I, I did a. Anyways, yeah, live yeah. shows are coming back. <laughs> Catch me at Wild Roots in August. You guys are going to see some crazy stuff. That's all I know because I've been, it's been a minute, but I have done several like online gigs and stuff like that, mm. which is, that's okay. But I did a gig recently that's going to be out at the end of this month. And I think there was like eight people there. And I don't know, I got so nervous because I normally don't like, I'm somebody like I could be in front of like 200,000 people and I wouldn't shake at all. But for some reason, when it's like very intimate and close, I don't like that at all. Like it makes me like super nervous. But um, yeah, I was like, they need to open up real quick because I can't do one more online performance. I'm sorry, that's too close and personal. I don't like it. Don't 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 like it. But yeah, just on the idea of online gigs, something I thought was great was you did uh, hot press. We're doing the like a series of like guest artists coming on doing streams. Mm-hmm. I would have thought it was cool. Was you you came on did a few tracks, but 
you brought this like nearly like nearly like a live music video sort of style to it. It wasn't just you sitting mm-hmm. performing, which was so many of the people that were on were doing that, and that was fantastic. But you sort of brought this like style and energy to it that was really cool. Interactive as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> no, so basically, you know, um, I remember I think it was the day before we had the idea because I, I don't know what was happening. I seen everyone else do their thing and I was like, that's all. It was fine. But I was like, you know, we're at home and my sisters are all such creative, fun people. So I was like, can we just like make a set in the kitchen? Because our kitchen was like different at the time. So there was a lot of like plants and like, you know, just random things about because we we're getting our house renovated. So we're like, okay, let's just like get like wallpaper, stick it on the walls, like, you know, fur and stuff like that so it was really fun to do honestly i'm so grateful for the family that i do have because they do support me 1000 percent. and i'm just thinking like if i could just take them everywhere i should be sorted you know we can keep it in the family and everyone can get their back (laughs) 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 but yeah it was fun i think that was the one of the funnest um online shows I did do but like I say like when you're a creative or you do music and stuff like that it's really important to have a team of people that support you even if it's just your family because it is really hard to do these things on your own mm-hmm. you know so true so true so true and you know funny enough just take you know the life set into context and all you know a lot of the stuff you've worked on your music's like it's deadly eclectic do you know what I mean there's just look mm. it's just there's just it's so different and you know mm-hmm. you couldn't pin you down you know to say this is this is what this is or this is what that is you know mm-hmm. is that intentional or is that just like just the creativity just flowing out of you um to be honest I don't know but for <laughs> <laughs> no you know what I think it is see the problem I, I don't know it's, I don't know I don't want to say it's a problem but the thing about me is I write music based on emotion mm. and whatever emotion I am in at the time is what comes out and fortunate for me it's just always a different style I'm not gonna lie my heart will always be I love rapping but what I really love is like house music like that type of vibe is really, really, really me. Um, so I will be releasing more of that sound hopefully very soon because it's just, I, that's why I like doing, but I know people like hearing me on other things as well, but everything I re- release is never intentional. It's just based on how I'm feeling, to be honest. Okay. And is there any, mm-hmm. is there any sort of vibe or genre or anything that you haven't worked on that you maybe you'd like to bring in? Do you know what? if i could sing better give me like a year <laughs> you know after one lockdown you know three lockdowns or whatever i've gotten pretty good at kind of almost just sound like beyonce but like you know a legal version but it's still better than nothing so just give me another year <laughs> but i would love to do like maybe like opera or like rock music like you know blend of that kind of i don't know how but if y'all know any musicians that want to work on that with me, holla. I'm, I'm trying to do that. But I love to, I would love to do something like Paramore or like Fall Out Boy type of music. Cause I've never done that before, but I wouldn't know how to go about it because it's just not my genre. Like I've, I've never actually dibbled and dabbled into it properly. So um, I probably just need to meet more people that could help me make that dream come true. But I mean, if that works out for me, then the rap is gone. <laughs> you know, one year left. <laughs> so um, yeah, that's probably the only genre I haven't tried yet. So, I mean, do you have anything big coming up at the moment? Is there anything uh, in the pipeline or what's the crap? 
oh my gosh, there's so many things that I'm so excited about. But the only thing I can talk about is my single called Heal is dropping on the 7th of June um, with a visual. So keep an eye out for that. Yeah. Oh, I'm very excited. Oh my gosh. We've been working on it for a couple of months. So um, I'm really happy with what we have. And, you know, we did it during the quarantine. So it's not like we had like big access to everything but what we got amazing so i can't wait for you guys to see it i'm excited it's a softer song um but again like i said there's more things coming so just keep your eyes peeled because you know it never stops <laughs> it never stops <laughs> Usually towards the end of uh, the, uh, the the interview, we, we what we do is we ask a few lighthearted questions to get a feel for who we're chatting to, right? Um, now, the uh, first question we're going to ask you is, if you were a drink, alcohol or otherwise, what would you be? Now, for example... The example. Sean and Hughes. <laughs> no, the example we've used for, this must be, what, 12 weeks? More? Yeah, a long time. A long time. <laughs> <laughs> is Jack's a pint of Guinness? Why is he a pint of Guinness? He's a pint of Guinness because... He has an acquired taste, and a lot of people pretend they like him. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you fucking believe that shit? So, somebody else made a comment that he was like a pint of Guinness. This is somebody else we interviewed when we gave him the example. Made a comment that what was a pint of Guinness because all the Americans want to take you for at least one ride or something. Yeah, <laughs> I, I know, I know. I didn't I know. <laughs> so that's that's what that's what Sean and other people think of me. Uh, <laughs> but if you if you were a drink, any anything at all in the world uh what would you be and why hmm. i would say a cognac not a specific cognac Ooh. but maybe like hmm maybe like rum because like i'm brown and sweet but that's just me personally oh, I, I don't it. know <laughs> about anyone else but that's what i would associate myself with when i think of a drink and also that's all I ever drink. I only drink anything brown. I don't drink. Actually, I got. I'm lying. I got into wine this year, but that was by force because <laughs> all my friends are just bougie and they just like wine and stuff and red wine. So, but I would say brown and sweet, like cognac or rum. I like it. I like it. I totally sympathize as well with the people trying to push wine on your gimmick. Jack is. I like. I no. Okay. Yeah, yeah, against, right. Hold on. Hold on. Yeah. Okay. Right. I. I. I have the same opinion of wine as I do of classical music. Right. Uh, I don't know the difference between Bach and Beethoven, but I still like hearing it. I don't know the difference between, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know, different types of red wines, but I still like tasting it. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> you know what? I didn't want to be the person to admit this, but yeah, I actually really much like it now. And it just gives you a different buzz and it, it does make you feel like, you know, sophisticated or whatever. And like, <laughs> yeah, Pino Grillo or whatever. I don't even know what that is, but I'm just like, sure, come ahead. Like, it's fine now. So officially i'm a wine person unfortunately and never i would see the day but it is what it is it is what it is is. well our next question is going to shatter that illusion of sophistication (laughs) (laughs) salmon from uh run and feud from a few weeks ago talk us through your crisp sandwich process so yeah so (laughs) the bread the bread the crisp is there any like spreads on it uh what type of bread um crust no crust yeah like what, what let crust? me tell you something and anyone can argue with me but if you don't use sourdough bread you, that is a weird flex oh, sourdough bread is the best bread mm-hmm. ever then mm-hmm. tatoes mm, 
I don't. I don't really care about what flavor it is. It just gotta be crispy oh. and nice. I, that, that there's no specifics for me. But then the spread I would use is Flora. I don't know if it's. I have it in my fridge actually. It's a Flora spread. It's a vegetable one. Like I, I, I know vegans can use it as well, but it's really nice and creamy. Oh my god. Or play is it, is it, is it and the blue okay one? confession no. confession what? my friend did it the last day and she put sriracha is it sriracha sauce sriracha sauce yeah. yeah yeah oh my god it's slapped i'm not even gonna lie yeah. Yeah. don't judge me but it was so good uh so next question if you had a superpower what would it be and what would you do with it see a lot of people have asked me this question and it changes a lot because like it just depends on what mood i'm in but in this given climate I would probably rob a bank and then like, oh no, sorry. <laughs> Let me tell you, the superpower is I would be, be invisible. Sorry. <laughs> I was just like, okay. Invisible, you let rob this- the bank and then just like get into a helicopter. I don't know if being invisible could hide the money as well. I don't know. <laughs> and just like pour the money out on the street. I don't know why. I just feel like everyone just needs a bit of money to make them happier or something. Or I just go randomly taking things and just making people happy i don't know like i don't really know what else i could do with a superpower because to be honest flying i'm scared of heights so that's not gonna happen <laughs> and reading minds i'm already exhausted in general so i don't want to <laughs> read nobody's mind i'm cool yeah so that's probably the only superpower i would want being invisible actually be invisible just just in case someone tries to talk to me when i'm tired i could just disappear <laughs> Oh, yes, yeah. brilliant. Yeah, it's yeah. Just, like click and then away. <laughs> yeah, it's like not here. <laughs> so yeah, definitely being invisible. That would be cool. Okay. Uh, question four: If you could go on a date with anyone, living or dead, who would it be, and what would you do? It could be absolutely just one person. I, I, yeah. <laughs> okay. 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 So, like, somebody asked us this, could it be, like, somebody of both genders the other day? And we were like, okay, we'll give you that one, you know. Uh, so it can be it can be anybody or two people or, like, again, you know. Um, and what would you do and where would you go? Oh, my God. That's mm-hmm. a tough one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, oh, my God. Do you know what? Like, I'm in, a, I'm in a space where, like, I'm just not interested in people in general that I'm just kind of like, I don't even know what they is and what are we doing? Why are we going there? But if I had to choose... I mean, but if this makes it easier for you, there can be riding at the end of it. You know, of course, the, you know, I mean, that, that's up to you. Do you know what I mean? Um, but if you just want to go on a date and, you know, have a bite to get dead on. But if it, if it turns into a, a, a full-on nightstand, I'll be fucking dead. You know what? If it was a girl, I would go out on a date with Kalani. Do you guys know her? Kalani, no. I feel, I feel she so- is an R&B, R&B singer from Google her. Beautiful girl. I'm from America. I would go out with her. Or if it was a guy. Oh, you all said dead or alive, yeah? Dead or alive. Anybody? Oh, no, anybody. Do you know what? This is random, but if it was a guy, I would love to go out with Gordon Ramsay. Only because, like, I think people think he's an asshole, but for some reason, I feel like he's a sweet man. Okay, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and on top of that, he can cook too, so that's cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you're going to be treated with tasty, tasty food all night. Yeah, I, I genuinely, I find him very interesting, so I would love to go on a date with him. He would be really cool to go on a date with. And also, Sean did just put up a, a photo of Kalani there. She is very beautiful. She is, oh my god, like she is like 
top tier of beauty. Yeah. So like, yeah, it would be really cool to go on a date with her. And she can sing too, and she can dance. So, I mean, if I could go on a date with both of them, then we can eat, dance, and sing. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, I want to see yep. see that collaboration. I want to see that. Happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And look, the final question, because we know we've kept you very long this evening. If COVID and all restrictions and everything was to go just like that, bang, everything was to just completely disappear, what would be the first thing you'd do? First of all, I'm going to Ibiza for one week straight. I'm going to drink my life away, party every single day, turn off my phone and not talk to anyone. I'm so sorry. I need to be outside in a thong, shaking my ass and drinking yeah. my life away. That is what <laughs> everyone should be doing when the <laughs> lockdown is over. I don't like at this point, I'm just like, work should be canceled for two weeks <laughs> for everyone, except for the hospitals, because those are kind of important. Yeah. But everything else, everyone needs to be outside in a thong, shaking their ass. That's yeah. what needs to happen. <laughs> I'm loving that vibe. Over a week and party fucking party like that is all we need to do and then reset and we'll be fine <laughs> it's fine yeah it's <laughs> well look like i said we've come to the, the natural conclusion excuse haven't we and mm-hmm. um, would you like to tell everybody who's listening where can they hear you st- your stuff where can they find you uh all your socials and such things and your when your uh, new tracks out so you guys can find me on everything twitter instagram twitter and instagram yeah. youtube spotify all the platforms that could probably exist, probably Tinder, who knows? But <laughs> that is the Mai. <laughs> so C-E-L-A-V-I-E-D-M-A-I on all platforms. And my single heel is out on June 7th. Make sure you keep your eyes out for that. Thank you very, very much for chatting to us. Sean MQs, where can people find us? Mm-hmm. So you can find my at all those wonderful places. You can find us on Facebook, search you and her nothing yet. Instagram search the and Yanni search yeah. Yanni on Instagram. You're probably listening to this in some sort of podcast platform. Maybe they're listening to it in that weird educational site that the podcast turns up on for some Who reason. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> but wherever you're listening to, you can also listen on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, YouTube, all such places. Alexa, I think, does it now too, if you ask her, but mine wouldn't. Um, <laughs> and check out the blog, Project Seanist as well, ties into the film club, which you can also get in the same feed and all such things. Deadly stuff, deadly stuff. Well, look, mate, once again, thank you very much for coming on chatting to us because, Sean, you've been listening to... You ain't heard nothing yet.